Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the hotline. You can find him on social media at Indy Spanglish. He's also a fill-in host here at 93 WIBC. Jerry Lopez joins us. Jerry, you attended this gubernatorial forum like a week ago where some of the Folks trying to become the new governor of Indiana were there, and everybody's shaking hands and playing grab ass. You were there. (laughs) Take me through what happened. Yeah, yeah, I was there. So I was at the Tarkington Theater there in Carmel by the uh, the Palladium, and uh, we had all the candidates. So we had Braun, Chambers, Couch, Doden, and Hill were on attendance. And what they they called this basically was a forum. It wasn't really a debate. Um, so you had them lined up, and they were lined up in alphabetical order by last name. And that's when you really realize we have nobody running for governor that, who has a name later than H, right? So this is a little <laughs> weird. They're all right there in the front, right? Okay, okay. Um, but so they started, Braun answered the first question, and then Chambers, then Couch, then Doden, then Hill. And then the next question would start with Chambers, and it would go to where uh, Braun would be the last one. And and it really wasn't uh, it wasn't that big of a deal. I, there was somebody else that mentioned if this was a boxing match, they thought Hill won every single round. Round. I would wow. say the most. I would say the most interesting question that was asked was about DEI, and out of all the candidates, I think Hill was the only one that came out and immediately said he would get rid of DEI at the state level uh, at day one. The rest of them kind of tiptoed around it or insinuated that's what they were going to do, but nobody came clear out and said it like like he did. So, were there any clear discernible differences between the candidates? I mean, besides that that one specific point you mentioned about DEI, I mean, they're all pretty much the same person? Exactly. They're, they're, they all feel like they're kind of the same person. The, the one standout, and it was kind of funny for me to see, was to see uh, the, the Lieutenant Governor Couch or Crouch um, come out and say that she was against a lot of the mandates that she was actually in the administration that put in place, right? So right. she had to come out and say, well, I would never mask up or close schools, and I'm going... Well, you were part of the administration that just did that. I don't understand. So nobody really called her out on that. Um, but, you know, we have two businessmen, whether it's Doden and Chambers, and they're really focused on business development, right? Or you have Hill, who's coming in kind of as the lawman, right? Um, so those are kind of the differences, but they all seem kind of the same. Did, did you guys see where uh, where Braun just got bankrolled a million from a mega donor in Illinois? Whoa, no. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a lot of the money. And that's what I was going to ask next to you, Jerry. Like, I think Braun is the front runner right now. Did he do anything or say anything at this event that would make people waver from believing that? No, no. I, I actually ran into Abdul there as well. And, and I was like, this is not very interesting. And he goes, these people come here and just want to leave without getting caught saying something. So it's, it was kind of dry. Chatting with Jerry Lopez, Indy Spanglish on uh, social media. One more thing about this event, and then we'll move on. Were there any crowd reactions, or was this not that type of event? 
there were a couple crowd reactions. Once again, they were they were on the hillside, I believe, because he was just he spoke a lot more freely. Especially the DEI one got a big crowd response, but it wasn't it wasn't a debate got your opponent uh, moment sure. kind of like I expected. Nobody called out the lieutenant governor for the mask mandates or the school closings, which would have been one of those moments, but it never showed up. What's your opinion on on Curtis Hill? I like him, and and I wouldn't mind seeing him become governor. But does he have a shot? I like him a lot. He's probably my favorite candidate. I don't know if he can raise enough money to win. Yeah. That's that's the issue, right? Like Mike Braun is way ahead. Somebody sent out a flyer. It was actually put out by the Braun campaign, and they had the numbers at Braun at forty percent, Chambers at five, Crouch at, or Couch at thirteen, Doden at three, Hill at six, and Undecided at thirty. Wow, that's a lot so, of undecideds, though. That's a lot of undecided, but yeah. They have him, him when you've got that money, that. though, if you've got yep. that bankroll, you can barnstorm the state. You get your message out there. And, uh, yeah, I have to think that Braun is the front runner here. Hey, I wanted to ask you your personal opinion on something. Um, for those who don't know, you have served your country. You served in the United States military. As somebody who has defended our nation— what are you thinking right now in regards to the United States and Iran? Technically, it wasn't Iran that hit the United States, but they bankrolled it. They funded it. So where are you at? What should the United States do, in your opinion? Yeah, so the the attacks were carried out by the, what they call the um, Islamic State or Islamic Resistance in Iraq, which is actually an umbrella company. So you think Al Qaeda, and then they have all these little groups that are underneath it. That's the new the new one, Islamic Resistance in Iraq. It's it's bankrolled one hundred percent by Iran. Now, we've been getting attacked now for the past couple of weeks. Al-Assad Air Base, I was actually stationed there. It's in Ambar Province, Western Province, Iraq. It was one of the safest bases when I was in country. Wow. Because it's surrounded by 90 miles of desert. We never got attacked. You could not roll up to that base without us seeing you for forever, right? There was not a, a suicide bomber going to drive up in a truck. You weren't going to get that close, right? So this now is missiles. So they got hit Drones. by a barrage. Uh, well, this is this is the first one. They got hit with a barrage of missiles at this air base and gave all these soldiers, you know, uh, traumatic brain injuries. And then now they have the drone attack out there in Jordan. Same group. This is the second time this group has attacked us specifically, right? The the scary thing about this this drone attack is that they said there was a miscommunication in identifying enemy yeah. versus ally drones. So we just let it fly right through. So they saw it coming. They knew about yeah. it, but there was confusion they, as to whether it was it, it, it was a friendly or, or not. Yeah, is it ours or theirs? So this drone hit the living quarters. Now, if you're not familiar with military living quarters, picture a container and you cut it in half. So a metal con- metal shipping container, you cut it in half, and on both those open sides, you now put up a fake window and a, and a door. You close it, and now you have two living quarters in that split-up shipping container. The living quarters area will just be rows and rows and rows of these containers. Okay, that's where we would all just live at. Some people are single, some people have roommates, but that's what they look like. This drone hit that area. Mm. Yeah, killed them in their sleep, right? Yeah, killed killed three people in their sleep, a 46-year-old, 24-year-old, and 23-year-old. So what's the proper response here, Jerry? Well, the concern here is World War III, right? Like, So you can't just fly over and start bombing Iran. I don't think you can do that. But this is where you see factories blow up and nobody really knows who takes right. you know, who takes that, right? Was it us? Was it Israel? Those are the kind of things that happen 
in response to these, but there has to be a response. Well, I mean, there there's there's been attacks all over that area on military yep. installations since Hamas slaughtered a thousand innocent Israelis and took hostages on October 7th. And they're saying it's because we want you out of the region. They want us out of the region. And it, it was a response to the war in Gaza. What has our response been to these hundreds of attacks since then? Um, like, what's been the standard United States response? I mean, the standard is usually you have a strong president who goes on the news and holds and tells Iran to them, their, their faces that they're going to ha- be responsible for this. We don't have that kind of president, right? Which is why is now that is why all these things are happening right now, right? Don't be surprised if China doesn't circle ta- Taiwan before the election, right? Like now is wow. the time to get it because if Trump takes over, all this is over with. So grab the land you can now. And that's something we've been saying for a while, um, that any country that has beef with the United States, anybody that wants to get squirrely with the United States, put your big boy pants on, because between now and November, they're going to try to get away with as much as they can, just in case it's a change of leadership. 100 percent. 100 percent. I don't care where you stand on the, 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 the Russia-Ukraine thing, but it never would have happened if Donald Trump, Trump was president. Right. Hey, these, attacks, these attacks probably wouldn't have happened if Donald Trump was president because his response is what they fear. Yeah. Right. Right. One more thing here, Jerry, before we let you go. Jerry Lopez with us. Uh, South Carolina primary. That's kind of the last stand of Nikki Haley. Right. I know we've got Nevada before then, but Nikki Haley has already waved the white flag yeah. in Nevada, her home state, South Carolina. She's talking now that even if she gets beat, but she's competitive, she's not dropping out. What do you think? Well, well what's competitive? For the, the polling from today shows Trump at 64 and her at 31. So is getting doubled up competitive or losing by 30 points? Right? I don't, <laughs> good, I don't understand point. how she's going to try to get through that. At this point, you would have lost every single state, and now this is your state. Right. <laughs> And now remember, in the next eight days, nine days, we're going to have the Supreme Court ruling on Trump being on the ballot or not. Right. right. So she's going to. So they're going to say he can stay on the ballot. Now you lost by thirty points. Go home. <laughs> but it seems like there are still donors, big time donors, willing to keep this, you know, Washington generals of a campaign still alive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes no sense. I think after the eighth, all the all that's going to go away. All that's going to gonna it has to go away. Right now, see, the only point in staying in is if the Supreme Court says states can take him off. Then he, that's the only chance he has of being the, the nominee. He is one of the great follows on social media, especially if you're interested in politics here in the state of Indiana. He's unfiltered. He tells you like it is. Jerry Lopez, at Indy Spanglish. Jerry, my man, have a great week. Hey, you too. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.